This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to present to you the Nostradamus of Mile High Report, uh, (laughs) MHR Radio's own Ian St. Clair, who nailed his score prediction, 27 to 13. I am... Uh, I am in awe. It's been a, a long time since we've done score predictions because you know it's the first game of the season. But uh, Ian, nicely done. Well, thank you. I, I, as I joked on a podcast to preview the game, a broken clock is right twice every day. So this is my broken clock moment. I probably won't come close the rest of the season. You're just going to pick 27-13 for every game? Is that how you're going to do it? Just (laughs) 27-13. Just every game is 27-13. What's so funny about score predictions, though, is that usually they all fall in the same category, right? I mean, it's like usually the the opponent has between 13 to 17 points, and then the winner is between 27 and 34. That sounds about right. I I mean, I – I very rarely predict something that's ridiculously high as far as points go for the winner or the loser, obviously. And then you never go super low. Like you never, no one's ever going to go. Yeah, I think uh, thirteen to seven. That sounds like a, that sounds like the score. Thirteen to seven. You never predict that. So yeah, you're, usually your your loser's going to score. You know, maybe three times gets you to thirteen, maybe, maybe, maybe fourteen or seventeen. And your winner's going to score five or six times, and that'll get you up into the twenties maybe even the to the only, 30s. The only people who were upset about this game, outside, even in Broncos country, is if you bet the over. Because that last second touchdown by the Giants put the, the over-under score at 40. So 27-13 was 40. The over-under for the game at most of the books was either 41 or 41 and a half. So if they kicked that extra point, instead of walking off the field, the over hits. I imagine I imagine there's several people who would have been very disappointed and then also several people who would have loved it. It all depends on on which side you bet. That is what makes the the gambling side of things which 
we we talk about it because it's it's what you do for a living. Like that's that's your sort of that's your forte. It's kind of the thing that you focus on, which is great, and that's why we talk about it. But we also talk about it because so many people do it, and it is funny that just like one little thing here and there shifts the joy of the game from one group of people to another, and it's it's all. In an instant. I don't know if you could hear me snap there. I tried to be too a little quiet with it, but it takes no time at all to get there. And it, it it's fascinating. That's I think that's why I do like when I bet it's super small and it's those parlays that I do that never hit anyway. Because if it does hit, it's going to be the most crazy, amazing, immaculate moment ever. And if it doesn't hit, it was like, that was a dollar. I didn't care. And outside of the, the betting aspect of it, the fact that the Broncos won – I think it's huge. It doesn't make them a Super Bowl team, but it certainly beats the alternative of losing the last two Septembers. Yeah, we have not remembered dancing in September in a long time. And so this would be a September win to remember for Vic Fangio. I wanted to get some of that out there. I needed to needed to do some wordplay on that. I, and I think it's it, it's a momentum builder. I, I think it shows you that this team can win. And I think this is how they're going to win. And I think the thing that does it is Teddy Bridgewater. He did not get rattled. He did not lose his element. He just seemed steady Teddy. Like, for all the the people who said that we know what Teddy Bridgewater is, well, this is why Vic Fangio and George Payton went with Teddy Bridgewater because he remained calm, cool, and collected throughout the course of the game. One of the biggest moments in that game was when they went for it on fourth down. Yeah. And I, they went for it multiple times it was, on fourth down. It was, it was a confidence in, in Bridgewater that I think uh, they, they clearly uh, didn't have with Drew Locke when they made the decision to have Teddy Bridgewater be the starter. There was a certain confidence there. And you you definitely hit on some very important points there that that kind of lead me to the the thing I wrote down. Like I always kind of write like a note or two just more of like a theme that I get from the game and that's kind of the writer in me that you know when you're reading a story or anything there's always got to be a theme. There's got to be something that that pops out to you. And and the thing that kept standing out to me, the thing that kept making me uh sort of go, "Oh, okay." was the word resiliency. This this game could have turned in the Giants' favor on multiple occasions. I, I you know think about the KJ Hamler drop. That was a perfect throw on a perfect play that should have been a touchdown, and Hamler dropped it. And I think in years past, with other quarterbacks, with other teams, with with other coaches, the Denver Broncos falter from that point. They go and they're done. And, and that's the end of the game. And and then from that point forward, the Giants would have rolled them. The fumble that Albert O had that uh, ended up costing them points because he fumbles in the red zone as they're going in to score, that could have been a moment that they faltered and and they faded into, into oblivion in that game. And instead, they turn around and, and Albert O comes back and scores one of the better touchdowns we've we saw today in the NFL the the sort of catch and turn and and reach for the pylon that was pretty amazing and so that resiliency to to sort of continue to push forward even though things don't always go the way you want them to that to me is is very different it was a very different attitude 
than what we are used to seeing and have seen over the course of the last few seasons in Denver. And that, to me, is why it was such a fun win. Not because they blew out the Giants, and not because we all knew they were going to beat the Giants, and the Giants aren't that great, and we got to make fun of whatever that guy was on Twitter who has a, apparently has a show in New York or whatever. He's got that blue check mark, and everybody and he said the, the Broncos were going to lose, and he made terrible claims, and then he was stupid, and that's fantastic and wonderful. That's all great and whatever, and we got to do that. This team showed that they have the ability to not allow bad things to snowball and they can build on the momentum that they're creating. And there were, there were other moments, the Jerry Judy injury. That's another moment. They go and score right after that. You could, you see Jerry Judy go down get carted off the field. The thought is he's done forever. His, his season's over. And so we're done forever and our game is over and we're not going to be able to bounce back from that. And instead they go and they score anyway. And the news on Jerry Judy was probably the best of best case scenario that you could have heard just a high ankle sprain it sounds like but even still those little moments to me are the things that they have not had in a long time and I'm I'm going all the way back to to the the Super Bowl year and the Peyton Manning years and that era that we have not seen that in a Denver Broncos game in a long time and how nice was it to see Vaughn Miller on the field again oh. he he looked like Vaughn Miller, he and, and here's the thing that listeners and fans can get excited about. They did that without Bradley Chubb. You get Bradley Chubb back now. I'm wearing my orange rush shirt. The orange rush will be back when Bradley Chubb gets back on the field. And I, I, I don't think they need. I, I think they can be cautious with him. They can let him get completely healthy because are you going to need him against? The Jacksonville Jaguars, the way they looked against the Houston Texans. I mean, they lost to the Texans. I think that answers your question, right? So I, I think they can they can be a little slow with Bradley Chubb. Let him make sure that he is 100% before he gets on the field. But now the way Vaughn Miller looked, that's only going to motivate him even more to be even better. Then you add Bradley Chubb to the equation – this defense has the potential to be really, really good, and we sh- and we saw that. Now you throw in Bradley Chubb to the equation, it's just going to get even better. And then I, I, I did my uh, Clark Company segment on Saturday morning, and the rookie that I think could stand out, and we've touched on this, obviously it, a lot would have to go right for Javante Williams to be the offensive rookie of the year, but he looked really, really good in his first regular season game. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon the game ceiling touchdown. That that was awesome. Yeah, that uh he he uh as I said on Twitter, he stepped in some necks and then I I I corrected myself. I hate typos. It drives me nuts. I wish Twitter would get me an edit button. But uh that was that was one of those moments where you went, "Oh, this game is over by far." Uh, I want to go back to to Von Miller and you know, we do game balls around here, which is one of the things. There's an article that'll come out with the game balls in them and and he was my game ball. And he wasn't my game ball because he was the best defensive player on the field. I mean, he was because he's, he's Von Miller. He's Von Miller. So, I mean, what, what do you want me to tell you? But he was my game ball because of the joy that he brings to the field. And you haven't seen – that's another thing. We have not seen. We didn't see it all last year when we watched them. There were moments of joy. There were things that were fun at times, but that the, the Broncos have been so bad for so long, it's hard to grasp onto those things. 
watching him play and and the celebrations and just the 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 sheer happiness that comes from having a guy like that on the field who loves what he's doing and knows he's one of the best that's ever done it that was that was such a good moment uh, as a, as a fan just as someone who enjoys watching the game that felt good that that brought me back to feeling happy about what's going on and enjoying my Sundays and being excited about next Sunday, knowing that there's another opportunity for Von Miller to go and, and wreck a game and be disruptive and, and knock Trevor Lawrence on his, you know, fabulous hair all the time. And, and you know, well, don't hit his hair cause that's his head and that's penalty and whatnot. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that, like, there's a joy there with him that you kind of missed last year and we were so hyped up for it and then we didn't get it. And then we were so hyped up again this year, and it was just nice to have him on the field. My game ball went to Tim Patrick and obviously had a, an awesome touchdown catch. But I, I think the thing that stands out about Tim Patrick is now he's going to be even more important to this offense for however long Jerry Judy is out. So I, for one, am thankful that George Payton hasn't traded Tim Patrick to the Ravens or any other team that was in need of a receiver because – we showed what Tim Patrick can do, and we're gonna. The Broncos are gonna need that for however long Jerry Judy is out with that high ankle sprain. And I, just how nice was it for Tim Patrick to be able to get a touchdown and and show what he can do in this offense with with Teddy Bridgewater and now Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, Albert Bunam. This offense. Is going to be able to do some things. I, I tell you what, I think they're going to surprise a, a lot of teams, and that is another reason for a little bit of excitement. You know, and the other thing that I thought was interesting, and I, I want to sort of, I'm going to just stick with my theme here because I'm feeling feeling like I should. Uh, Kyle Fuller showed some resiliency that he ended up stepping up, and I, you know, if you look throughout the game, there was there were some moments where you were questioning whether or not he was really capable on the field. They were they were clearly picking on him. I think Daniel Jones had figured out that maybe he was the guy to go after. And then after that uh, pass interference call when they were in the red zone, he ends up with two pass breakups to uh to in you know to hold them from to keep them from scoring. And again, you go, wow, they didn't they didn't let that get to them. So you've got on the offensive side the joy of of what was going on there and and you know scoring scoring points which is neat. <laughs> Wait, what? Points? That's fun. Scored more than 17. I, crazy, right? And then you had the defense that went out and just did the work and stepped up when they needed to. The Josie Jewell f- forced fumble that Malik Reed recovered when the Giants were driving and looked like they were going to go in for a score, maybe not a touchdown, but probably at least a field goal, and they knocked the ball out and, and they recover the fumble there. That's a huge moment. It all sort of just felt like every opportunity that the Giants had to turn the game and gain some momentum was met by a, a play or just a moment where the Broncos were able to step up and, and just put a stop to it right then and there. And it was great. Tim Patrick's touchdown was was one of those moments as well. Like you said, that moment right there was like, oh, wait, I, we have the momentum. The Broncos are going to win this game. And it never really felt like the Giants were in it after they came back and took the lead, after the Broncos did at least. And as we said at the top, this is one win. It doesn't make them a playoff team. It doesn't make them a Super Bowl team. But think about the alternative. It definitely beats that, right? Because they haven't won a September game under Vic Fangio. Now they get the confidence. Now they get the belief that they can win games like this. 
And I think it really does stem from Teddy Bridgewater because he gives the whole team that confidence, that steady Teddy mantra that has been thrown around. We threw it out at the beginning of the show. That's why this team has the ability to be a playoff team, to finally get over this hump of the last four years of losing seasons, five years without the playoffs. Now they get that confidence. Now they get that belief. And I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Now they head into Jacksonville, and this is another game that they need to win. We touched on the first three games of the season being games that they need to win, at least come away two and one. They took the first step by beating the Giants, and I don't think we can underestimate how big this win is because it was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. There was a lot of emotion in that building. There was a lot of – I mean, it's been 20 years, and it's I, – I can't believe it's been 20 years – we were in the same economics class the day that it happened. We were that I, Tuesday. I didn't go to class that day. I, I the fact that it's been twenty years, it, it it's unbelievable to me because I'm not twenty years old anymore and I'm now forty. Uh, but at, at the same point, it, it's a big win. It it is. It's a huge win, and now can they build on the momentum? You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.